0: Gartner says the endlessly expanding digital footprint of modern organizations is introducing new security challenges. Now, the pandemic response has accelerated hybrid work and the digitalization of business processes in the cloud. 2022 showed us what sustained big-game ransomware attacks look like, including multiple attacks on the digital supply chain, deeply embedded vulnerabilities, and increasing attacks on identity systems and what these can do to vulnerable organizations. Now, when coupled with the shortage of skills, skilled security staff at all levels in almost any part of the world, you have to ask yourself, how did we survive 2022 and can we thrive in 2023? In today's Podchats for Future CISO, we are joined by Mr. Omer Grossman, Global Chief Information Officer for CyberArk, to hopefully shed light on how we can architect security for an unknown future. Omer, welcome to Podchats for Future CISO.
1: Hi, I'm very happy to be here recording with
0: you. Now, following your participation at the Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit for 2023, from your perspective, what is or are the key learnings from the summit? And if you could share with us, what would be your top three concerns that are preoccupying CISOs, as well as heads of securities and maybe even CIOs?
1: Only three. Yeah,
0: that's a tough one.
1: My primary takeaway from this specific conference is the importance of identity security for a resilient cyberspace. You could almost hear it, hear this phrase over and over across the main room between the different booths. Personally, I believe that trust is the most important thing in the world. And I also believe that the most prominent threats today are lies. And you can see it in disinformation campaigns, in fake news, where you have fake videos, electronic fraud, phishing emails, and in many other users cases. So how to secure cyberspace? I think that in this challenge's core, there is the identity security issue. And after Gaussner Summit, I'm convinced that the CISO community understands it. That's my key takeaway from the Gaussner conference. But you also asked me about my top three concerns. As I see it, cybercrime, and specifically ransomware, will be probably one of the three. Cybercrime is how to stop precisely because of its distributed nature, keeping us with common rules, protocols, or. Regulations can be challenging. According to our uh, Cyber 2023 uh, identity security threat landscape, by the way, we have a report saying that over 70% of organizations surveyed have experienced ransomware attacks in the past year, two, each on average. And we should get ready, put our controls, our security controls in place, and practice through technical and tabletop exercises. That will probably be the first one. The second concern will be the supply chain and the third-party issues, where you can Take the European Cyber Research Centre, where, according to its to its one of its reports, the supply chain challenge uh, will remain the primary risk at least until 2030. But even more practically, about six. 62 of the organization have done nothing to secure the software supply chain post the SolarWinds attack. And most of them, about 64%, as we know, admit to compromise of a software supplier would mean an attack on their organization that I'm not sure they will be able to stop. So the statistics are not on our side yet. Many of the last cyber incidents started from a third party, and we should all watch this closely. So this will be my second one. And if I'm trying to get to the last last one, I think it should be cyber resilience. The cost of not being so. Uh- practically getting higher today. One of our recent reports said that as a result of a successful cybersecurity attack tied to an identity-related or permission, entitlement, or credential-related incident, in the last year, the Asian uh, region organization suffered from a different business impact. Just for example, loss of customer and revenue, paid compliance fines, a difficulty responding to an audit, or even failed in an audit, and impact. On ability to provide services, more than half in the server were impacted on ability to provide the ser- those services. So I think that CIOs and CISO should have contingency plans
0: to keep the lights on and their identity secured. In 2023, has the role of CISO changed much? Can you identify, if any, the most significant priority in the role for 2023 if you compare that to the previous year? I think that the difference between being just a security manager versus being
1: a CISO in 2023 is that CISO really must understand the business. Cyber security has become a main line of effort and also a key risk. It is getting the spotlight in management forums as well as in the boardroom. I think this is a change, a shift that we're seeing comparing to previous years. I think you see this in the relatively high priority that cyber domain gets. And still, there is currently is a gap between strategy and outcome. Regarding cybersecurity, and from a cyber perspective, also in identity security, I think almost 70% of global C-level executives believe they are making correct identity security-related decisions compared to a little more than half of all other personnel it can be technical decision maker and uh, practitioner. So there is a gap between leadership and the way they perceive their uh, decision making process and the professional, let's say this one. By the way, in the Asian Pacific region, the statistics are even lower. Only 60% sea-level executives believe they are making correct identity security related decisions. Understanding the business, being a more influencing persona in the boardroom and in the management, I think this is something that you see more in 2023.
0: In this global yeah. CIO role that you have, how do you work with the secure team and the CISO, as well as the rest of the board, of course, and the C-suites, uh, the CEOs, CFOs and all that? How do you work with all of these different groups of people with different interests and priorities when it comes to the security of CyberArk as an organization itself?
1: Uh, This is, I guess, the secret sauce for success. How do you govern not only with sticks, but also with carrots? How do you balance the built-in tension between productivity and security? I think this is the secret sauce. Basically, I have a few principles that I try to follow on a daily basis. I believe collaboration and trust are key. I'm trying to be more of a trusted partner and not stay in the service provider-customers relationship. It means many coffee meetings, with my peers and stakeholders across the company. I'm really investing in that. So wherever there is trust, you can convince others even to proceed with our decisions. That's the first thing. Talked a bit about that in one of the previous questions, but understanding the business process is is a must. If you can't understand the business, you're not in the right position because you won't be able to compromise. You won't be able to find the common ground. You won't be able to make decisions from a risk-based approach and not just a binary uh, one or zero decision making you should understand the business that's a major part of it the next one is, will be probably you must have clear communication around risk management it's just essential you need to be able to articulate something to the entire company in a whole hand meeting or through an email what are you doing why are you doing that people are smart people are, are good in their nature so we just have to understand and sometimes lack of communication at all or miscommunication is part of not being able to promote initiatives or uh, to achieve a milestone in a specific project. So clear communication would be the third one. The last one, as I see, after you invested in all the first three, the collaboration and trust building, understanding the business and the clear communication, you should become, you should get to a place where security has to be seen as a key enabler for the business. The security isn't the enemy, the CISO is part of the management, etc. There are reasons for the decision making. And if it of being perceived as an enabler, you're on the right track.
0: We've heard for the last few years, artificial intelligence or AI has come to the fore in terms of interest, both at the user level all the way up to the top. And on the other hand, folks are a bit more forward looking. They're also starting to raise concerns around quantum computing and its potential impact on security strategies. But this is still a long way away. From your perspective, how are these technologies, artificial intelligence, machine learning, advanced analytics, and now quantum computing, how are these technologies impacting how cybersecurity technology itself and the practice in terms of the evolution of these I think that
1: all the emerging technologies at some point were perceived as linear and eventually we're getting to an inflection point where uh, the technology becomes exponential or its growth becomes exponential. Let's take AI, for example. I think we reached an inflection point lately, typically with uh, generative uh, AI capability through ChatGPT and other products that we're in an exponential growth. L- let me use an analogy, a little story. I heard lately and i'm an engineer and i do love math so bear with me a little bit i'm sure the punchline will be clear imagine a lily pond every day the lilies multiply it means that on the first day you have one on the second one you have two and then four and so on if i'll tell you that at day 30 the lily pond is full of lilies most people if i'll ask them on what day was the pond only half most people would say on day 15 because we are used to think in the linear terms. If 30 is full, so 15 is half full. And it's not the right answer, of course. It will be half full on day 29. Only one day before it will be full because it grows in exponentially. We're not used to think in exponential terms. And that's fine. That's practically what helped uh, mankind survive till now. But I believe that AI, for example, is an exponential growth path. And that means that as we move forward now, we also accelerate. So you could see how it took, I think, like two months to take ChatGPT3 and use it in different products, integrate it into different products. And I think it took about a week and we already have more than 200 different products. And uh, integrated with ChatGPT 4 So as we move forward, it only gets faster. So this is a key understanding about all the emerging technology that you just asked about. Specifically regarding AI, I think that cyber criminals are leveraging AI attacks. They are very innovative groups, by the way, and they can move very fast. I think as we move forward, eventually, after we'll have some friction and gain insight, I believe that in the defensive part, the cybersecurity part, we'll See that people are no longer in the loop of the decision making process and will eventually see AI fighting AI. This is the way I think we'll see the near future of cybersecurity AI fighting AI. I'm an optimist, so I also believe that the good guys will win eventually, but it will be an interesting evolution. R- regarding uh, quantum computing, for example, as you say, uh, we're not there yet, but it The key to secure private and public encryption. And I think the next five years will be very
0: interesting in this domain. Uh, Whether I'm dealing with the chief finance officers or CTOs or CIOs or even CISOs, that one question that they always ask me most recently is, is there ever a point where we can future-proof cybersecurity or our cybersecurity strategies? Is that something realistic, future-proofing cybersecurity strategies?
1: You really have hard questions today. The short answer is no. So it's a disappointment, but let's go with a little longer answer. First of all, from a philosophical point of view, I think that cybersecurity is a complex system and there, as I know, there is no future proof strategy when you deal with complex systems. But although there is no such thing as a future-proof cybersecurity strategy, and I think that just as the good guys continue to innovate their technologies and approach, cyber attackers are also evolving their strategies, even collaborating between themselves. I think you you can look at their... example, like ransomware as a service or triple extortion, etc. However, what I do think, trying to answer your question here, I think that the path to a better secure cyber phase must include identity security as a crucial piece of the cybersecurity pie. I think that identity-based security controls are critical for detecting and thwarting attacks that have already made their way inside the organization's infrastructure. With them in place, organizations can focus on protecting our most valuable assets to prevent data theft and disruption. These are key risks In cybersecurity world, zero trust supported by identity security, the never trust always always verify approach literally ensures every user's identity is verified, the devices are validated and the privilege access is intelligently limited to just what they need and then taken away. I really believe no matter what future cybersecurity strategy will have, it must include the identity security part. This is a
0: key component of the uh, solution. Omar, thank you for joining us on Podcasts for Future CISO. Thank you very much. That was Omar Grossman, Global Chief Information Officer for CyberArk, on the topic of architecting security for an unknown future. You are listening to Podcasts for Future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors@society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now.